and I just learned the best spell of all. What's that? Sleep. Welcome back to My Alchemical Bromance. I'm Eric Arneson. I'm Matt Anthony. And we are at uh, Lompoc Hedge House in Southeast Portland on Southeast Division, drinking beer and enjoying happy hour. It's, it's an awesome day. It is. It's, it's uh, mid 70s. Dude, it's the summer sunny. solstice. This is our summer solstice yeah. episode. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about yet today, but. Uh, We'll have several people. Joey's going to be here. And and Nate is going to be here. And, and my wife. And, yeah, um, Mrs. Anthony. I don't know if she'll want to be on it, but we'll, well find Well, you know, she can watch, I suppose. We'll have a live yeah. studio audience. <laughs> She's better at talking than I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've been recording this podcast for almost a year, right? Like, our first yeah, recording was, was September. October or September. Yeah. And uh, and they've been going live for what like four or five months. Yeah. What? Do, so how do you feel about it so far? I'm digging it. I I'm a little bummed that I got to be a part of a lot of them. But yeah. That's the way she goes. I'm, I like the ones that have come out, even though I haven't been on them. They're, uh-huh. I really like it. Yeah, I've been enjoying it a lot. I guess I've actually been on every episode so far. I. You know, you and Joey could totally schedule episodes without me if you want. <laughs> if you can ever get a hold of Joey. <laughs> um, but I guess one of the things that I thought would be fun to talk about is, is like a, how our um, experience has changed or what our... Um, how our experience sort of not maybe not only in the beer world but in the occult world has changed since we started doing the podcast Mm. Um, because I know for me there have been a lot of really significant changes but I'm wondering like what's changed for you we were were talking about this off podcast I should say yeah that was a warm up earlier yeah (laughs) Uh, for me I've I've gone through a period where um, all sense of magic and anything appealing about the cult side of the world kind of disappeared because uh-huh. there seemed to be no magic in the world. <laughs> yeah. So that's been a little bit of a bummer. But uh, I hit a point where I realized, hey, you know, if I don't think there's any magic in the world, I should probably create it. Yeah. And so that's what I've done. And I've been exploring some new things like Kudalini Yoga. Mm-hmm. It's helped a lot. I'm starting to find that magic again. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Kundalini Yoga? What is that? What does that mean? What does that involve? I still don't fully know. I mean, I've been going for a month now. Uh-huh. It involves, obviously, yoga poses, uh, mantra, breathing techniques, um, a lot of really weird sensations from it. Yeah? Yeah. Um, is it as, uh, is it as, um posy and stretchy based as like hatha yoga it can be uh there's been a couple of sessions where i've gone where it hasn't been it was more mantra focused but there have uh-huh. been times where there's some really challenging poses oh i think can we get more beer sure awesome uh what do you want i think i'll do the lsd uh and i'll go for the pebble mousse please 
This is really exciting. Matt's going to do LSD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right here. Um, so, uh, I totally missed... So, it is stretchy or it's not stretchy? No, it is stretchy. Yeah. Okay. But there, there is it a subset of Hatha Yoga, then? Is it related? I honestly don't know. Huh. I, I know very little about the history of it. It's just something... It's like... Uh, I've always been drawn to the Golden Dawn. Uh-huh. I've always been... I've wanted to and been interested in Kundalini Yoga, but uh-huh. I know nothing about it. And okay. so I just found a place where I live that actually teaches it. Yeah. And started going. So you still don't feel like you know what it is? Or are you starting to get an idea? I'm starting to get an idea. It, it seems like it's a much more... Uh, granted, this is a guy that's only been doing yoga for a month, but I feel like it's... the more esoteric and spiritual side mm-hmm. even though yoga itself is esoteric and spiritual well there's a really big esoteric side to yoga yeah. I mean a lot of yoga practitioners at least my experience has been that a lot of yoga practitioners don't do it for the spiritual side at all yeah. over here they just do stretching and that's why I had a hard time finding a place where I wanted to actually start doing yoga because a lot of places I looked at it was mm-hmm. more of the crossfit mindset the we're mm-hmm. just here to kick butt and get shape where I was looking for more a little more than just that aspect of it huh and you found that I did cool thank you thank you alright so you're drinking the Lompoc special draft Damn. which is I don't want to I don't want to like bias your opinion of it but that is one of my favorite beers in Portland so I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to say loud vehicle goes by. Yeah. <laughs> We're sitting outside, of course, because and neither of us have the fuzzy hats for our recorders, so there's going to be wind noise and clanking and all sorts of exciting background sounds. Um, so what do you think of it? It's really nice. It's very, very smooth. Um, mm-hmm. No sharp corners at all. It's very well-rounded. But it's it's roasty. It's, yeah. it's got a really heavy, roasty flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Without being accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, I don't even know what the IBUs on it or anything, but it's, um, I think it tends to be, it might not even, oh, oh, 58. 58. Wow, it doesn't taste 58. Well, it's dark and it's strong, right? Like it's 7% alcohol, 6.9% alcohol. It tastes more 30 than 58 IBU. Yeah, possibly. But I mean, it's almost porter dark. Like you Mm -hmm. can't really see through through it. You can, it's... It's got that porter amber. Mm-hmm, yeah, like a light porter, yeah. kind of. Um, yeah, and I love that thing. I, it's one of the beers that I've been drinking since I moved to Portland. Very creamy. Mm-hmm. I like it. And then I'm drinking the Pumplemousse Citrus IPA, which is beautiful and looks like an IPA. Oh. Right? Yeah, you say? it does. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty clear for an IPA these days. Everyone in there. Easy. Can I try it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's got a really fruity hop character to it. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's, holy crap, yep. it's Joey it's Harrison. The Joey Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on how this is edited, this may sound like a, like, memento. Yeah, we like might. Memento. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, so, uh, so how you been, Joey? Been... Good. Yeah. Good. Just I noticed had, you're had not birthday. You're, and... you're not wearing your lucky shirt today. No, it's in the car. Oh, okay. You have a lucky th- shirt? I was thinking about putting it on. It's yeah. a shirt that I always wear when, when I see one. Eric. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least he's keeping with the theme, right? Blue uh, with. with I always dots. wear a black shirt when I see you. You always wear a black shirt. <laughs> it's different if there's dots on it. Yeah. <laughs> dots make everything different. It's more. a sweet shirt. It's a Michael Kors. <laughs> Micro Kors? Michael Kors. Michael got a great Like the suit you gave me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we might actually, uh, it's very possible that we're going to be joined by our favorite uh, Ginger Gandalf Nate in a little bit, too. Oh, nice. So, and Mrs. A. Very mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, it's going to be a really, it's going to be a full house podcast. But Featuring with a DJ Joey, Tanner we even have and, a Joey. Uh, yeah, that guy showed <laughs> Uncle up. Uncle Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Joey. <laughs> um, so we, uh, oh, there she is. Cool. So we were, what we were talking about is... Huh? No, so no, you so should you sit over there. Next to the wifey. Just stay oh. here because she, she uh, projects. Yeah, yeah, you need to sit over there for the recording purposes. Yeah, she can sit next to me. It's okay. She won't. She won't be too offended. She like, she's, always, she's got her hands all over Matt all the time. Yeah. Well, she's yeah. gonna have to keep her hands <laughs> to herself now. Um, so what we were talking about is how uh, the podcast has been going for a while now, and how things have changed. Like. Have you experienced anything different in your life, even like in terms of like either uh, esoterically different, like different occult stuff, or different? Um, I mean, your life has been going through a ton of changes, right? Yeah. I mean, I just Tons. know that just from like being on the periphery of it. You know, you've been like changing jobs, and you got like a girlfriend. I think that happened before the podcast, but <laughs> but you've been you've been like doing all sorts of different stuff. Yeah, it's been great. it's been crazy. Just got a new car. Oh yeah, and it's a Volkswagen. It's a Volkswagen. Is it a diesel? It's not. But I it's wanted, all-wheel drive. It is all-wheel drive. I wanted the I wanted the diesel. Uh-huh. Fun little fact. I'm kind of upset with, with the sales guy about uh-huh. this. He didn't tell me that Tiguan. Tiguan is like German for tiger iguana. I feel like that's a big sign. I'm point. pretty sure that's also American for tiger iguana. I think so. Um. How do you like the? How do you like your tiger iguana? And what the heck would a tiger iguana even be? Like, what does that mean? Does I don't that, know. I think because it's like a liger. It's like a liger, but with like two penises. Or oh, let's go with it, that. Well, you know, iguanas have hemipenes. It doesn't have much. What of is a hemipene? You guys don't know about. I know about possums and their fork penises. Possums have four penises. It has a forked. A fork. That's forked, a, that, those would be hemipenes. Okay. I think that's actually part hemipenes. of. Being um, hemipenes means you basically have two half penises. It's a forked penis, right? Huh. So almost all reptiles are that way. Maybe all uh, maybe all um, marsupials are that way too. Thank you. I don't know. This is something that Wikipedia would be better. Uh, I don't think kangaroos. Kangaroos have hemipenes. They do. And female kangaroos have three vaginas. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. The central vagina is just a birthing canal, and the two side vaginas are the sperm receptor vaginas. So they get to have all the fun. Well, or one third the fun. <laughs> I just mean the female kangaroos. In, in oh, right. In general. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Um, 
Yeah, so who know an awful lot about how it works? We have reached the <laughs> limits of my knowledge about kangaroo reproductive systems. I've totally, but I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'm really cool with that. <laughs> would you Would you guys rather have a hemipeny? Hemipenies. Hemipenies. Or, or three vaginas. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like to pee standing up. Yeah. So well, if you have three, surely one of those can direct it. Three vaginas. You think standing that? Standing up. I feel like if you had three vaginas, you don't pee out of your vagina. Well, it's there's a hole there. Happy birthday. <laughs> Are you recording? Oh right, happy birthday. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, no, you're, you're our guest. Have a seat. Have a seat. I'll see if I can hear you. I think I can because you're loud. I am loud. Ladies and gentlemen, my wife, Amy. Hello, hello. Oh, all right, we can hear you. Welcome. We were just talking about how kangaroos have hemipenises, which are two. Hemipenies. Hemipenies. And I didn't know penis. this. Penis. Penis. Paninis. <laughs> paninis. They've got paninis. Let's just leave it at that. Well, and that female <laughs> kangaroos have three vaginas. Uh-huh. I didn't know wow. that. The middle vagina is the birth canal, and then the two side vaginas are the sperm side receptors. <laughs> it's the perfect <laughs> balance. <laughs> it's the, like the holy trinity of vaginas. It is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we can be just fine. So, um, so welcome to my alchemical bromance, Amy. How, Thank you. You're. Um, I've always wanted to be part of a bromance. You are now <laughs> officially part of a bromance. I think you were kind of like uh, you've been mentioned often. Yeah, in the podcast. Yeah. Not as much as Barley, <laughs> the witch dog. The witch Barley dog. the witch dog. Yeah. He he gets a lot of airtime. As he should. But uh, but he's you, into yoga now too. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw pictures of Barley doing yoga. I thought that was kind of it's weird. the craziest yoga? thing. Yeah, I swear. I was he matches my poses, no yeah. joke. Interesting. Yeah, lays down beside me and starts matching. I think my he's poses. always been doing yoga though, because at one time he fell asleep on his nose on the tip of my knee. Somehow. <laughs> oh, nice. There he is doing yoga right next to Matt. <laughs> that's that's kind of weird, Barley. Kind of weird. That's hilarious. That's. The world's strangest dog. <laughs> yeah. Namaste. <laughs> so, um, do, do you want to answer questions about the occult? Of course. Do you want to uh, drink beer? Well, yes. It's, you sound like the perfect guest. First and foremost. First and foremost. Yeah, what's the weirdest thing? I only have one vagina, though. Is that all right? Um, <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> Matt feels very dun, confused dun, dun. now. <laughs> That's like, last 20 years have been alive. <laughs> this answers <laughs> and creates many questions. So what is the weirdest thing you've ever seen Matt do? The weirdest thing I've ever seen Matt do... Um, that you'd be willing to talk about on the internet. Right, that I'm able to discuss and mix to company. Yeah. Um... He, he has, you know, of course, our conservative Christian background uh-huh, uh-huh. leads to, um, like, a, a lifelong awakening in my head of, like, things that normally... Uh, I always say I have this, like, little grain of rice of uh-huh. religion in my head oh, that... Um, this, is the guy, this is the guy who would bring you beer. Oh, I probably need to check out the menu first. Um, so there's certain things that I was raised to believe were evil... Uh-huh. And so when he made an altar, I think uh-huh. that was the first time I was like, holy shit, this is real. So what did you do? Did you, like, well, at first, with holy I, water? Yeah, at first I thought I need to pray and, like, lay hands. But then I thought, wait, I don't believe that anymore. So um, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. It was uh-huh. like the 
you know, all right, this is, I'm okay with this. And um, yeah, it was, it was just getting used to that, that vision, mm -hmm. visual and emotional response to that of, oh my gosh, that's evil. And then I'm like, oh wait, no, it's not. So that, I guess, you know, his practice is kind of his own and it's uh, not really something I'm privy to a lot of, but the altar was the first, like the black candles, uh -huh. and the, you know, black stuff. candles, dude, what are you no, doing? Yellow candles. candles. Oh, sorry. Yeah. He had white candles, but didn't he have a black, something black? Uh, white candles and yellow candle. Oh. I mean, there was, was probably there like black? the black goat. Oh, there, the, wasn't there a cloth or something? White. Oh, just kidding. It was my the evilness inside of me that made it all black in my head. Look at hey, another guest. Gandalf. <laughs> Do I need to scare you? Uh, no, no, we'll make room here. for him. You might have to like. You might, you might like have to. Is great? Have you met my wife, Amy? Hi. Hi. Nice. This is Nate. Nice to meet you, Nate. Nice to meet you. Let's Joey here. Funny <laughs> comfort for you, Oklahoma things. guys. It's okay. Just <laughs> we'll just get a little bit closer. There we go. <laughs> How's it going, Nate? Good. We're uh, we're recording a very full podcast cool. today. Uh, right. Yeah, it's we didn't we never even got a we don't really have a topic. Our that's official a, topic okay. is um, we've been recording a podcast for a little while. How does that make you feel? Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, you've been on almost as many episodes as Matt. Wow. <laughs> and, and me and, and Joey hmm. alright some official like long term guest I guess yeah I guess so yeah I uh, I think um, yeah so would it do you feel like my alchemical bromance has made an impact in your life yet oh yeah huge I mean the the celebrity status alone I, I think uh -huh. is, is probably the biggest impact it's hard uh, for you to go in public now yeah you know I People just know who you are. I mean, had to grow a beard I, and all kinds of stuff. Um, <laughs> At this point, your first episode hasn't even aired. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty famous. I know. Yeah, uh, I I enjoy the podcast a lot, and it's fun for me to hear you guys talk about the stuff that we talk about all the time, uh -huh. and have it out there in the world. Yeah, and which is that's the biggest thing for me is uh -huh. the first time in my life talking openly about the things I believe and the things I practice and the things I do. That's the yeah. biggest change. Actually, me too. Like it's it's super weird. You know, we had the the quarterly uh, Esotericus quarterly where we had the grimoire panel where we talked openly about some really really weird stuff in our lives and um, and I was at first like super uncomfortable and I was like, but I've been recording a podcast about this. We've been talking about this stuff online on the internet like everybody can listen anybody can look me up now and be like how weird is Eric how like how weird does Eric get well you can literally google that I think I think that's, remember the one guy that stood up and he's like well Eric you're obsessed with sex magic <laughs> am I obsessed with sex magic I don't think so I don't think you didn't even mention it but I think it was because of the podcast right. you're mentioning a lot of sex well not love spell based well we were talking spells. to you about grimoires and yeah. grimoires are filled with love spells and most of them are super gross they're really gross they're all like you know the wolf vulvas one is like it's gross there's this grimoire called the picatrix it's very old uh, it goes back to like I don't know, 10th century Arabia or something like that. And one of the love spells involves uh, you have to like collect two wolf vulvas and like five rabbit penises or something like that. And you have to grind them together with spices and like burn them and make the woman smell it and she'll fall madly in love with you. I, I doubt it though. Are you sure? No, it works. I mean, that's how you used to 
for you. <laughs> I got them all on Amazon. <laughs> really, I always go to wolfwolves.com. Yeah. <laughs> Please, think, somebody in the audience, Google that. Google that right now. What do you think my cologne so unique? Yeah. <laughs> 60% of the time, it works every Jerry's time. Essence. <laughs> yeah, I've never had anybody... Um, tell me that I was um, obsessed with sex magic before. It felt really weird. So I felt like the one thing that came out of that podcast episode, the sex magic episode, is that Joey is obsessed with sex magic. Like, I spent the whole time being like, I don't know anything about this. And Joey's like, oh, me neither, me neither. And then by the end, Joey's like... Yeah, and by the end, Joey's the like magic. the freaking <laughs> sex magic encyclopedia. Like, oh, you do this and this and this, and then there's this step and this step, and like, you know, make sure you always use left vagina and not the right one, and definitely well, never the middle one. That's why this podcast was being good, because <laughs> things we, we, we start off acting like we don't know anything about, which uh, we honestly don't know anything about anything. But uh-huh, uh-huh. we pretend like we don't know anything about it. But the more we talk about it, the more it sort of comes out that yeah. like Joey is like, oh, obsessed with sex magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, uh, and I, I think that's the the true knowledgeable person knows that they know nothing. So starting from that point is a, is a good way to start out, anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although it's so. I mean, one of the things that's definitely changed for me since we started doing the podcast is I have stopped being so lazy about studying you know I mean I definitely you know if we have a topic coming up I'll be like oh god do I know enough about this to even talk and I'll like you know get out the books and read stuff and so that's been kind of interesting I do the same thing it's usually like a 10 minute google search right yeah. before we start or like a, <laughs> wait, I've got a comic book about this oh, 10 minutes wow <laughs> All right, got it, got it, got it. All right, Wikipedia. Scroll, got it. This is why Joey's always late. He's like, what are we going to do? Oh, yeah, I better look this up on my way there. <laughs> gotta figure this out. Um, yeah, but that's been, so I guess there's been, it's been kind of a really cool learning experience. Like, the amount of stuff that I've had to sort of look up and expand my knowledge of, it's been kind of fun. Yeah. Also, you know, the dealing with the frustration of trying to, um, Get a hold of you guys. It's like herding cats. My Alchemical Bromance is sponsored by Miskatonic Books. Miskatonic Books is an online bookstore that focuses on rare, limited edition, and custom made books of the highest quality. They specialize in books on the occult, ceremonial magic, Freemasonry, Rosicrucianism, Hermeticism, and other topics of interest to you, our listeners. Check them out on the web at miskatonicbooks.com. Yeah, getting a hold of you guys is really tough. Like, sometimes Matt just vanishes. And then when Matt's around, Joey vanishes. And I know they're not, it's not like Superman and Clark Kent because they're both here right now. I vanish in my Volkswagen uh-huh. tiger he, iguana. Yeah, tiger iguana, and, <laughs> and Matt's got his um, his motorcycle car. Well, I've been doing the Triangle Book of Saint Germain, so sometimes I'm at the bottom of the ocean collecting treasures, or in the cave. <laughs> I'm sure, it's all metaphorical. <laughs> Sounds strangely like sex magic to me. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, in a cave. <laughs> Hashtag butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
So you were uh, you were around a bunch of sex magicians recently, Eric. How'd that go? Oh, at the OTO. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, you gave a talk there. Yeah, it was. Uh, it went really well. Sex, sex magic. Yeah. Speaking of sex magic, sex we didn't talk about sex magic at all. I don't think. Uh, although I think I did talk a little bit about like uh, Giordano Bruno's concept of like love is the connecting factor of the entire universe, but. Um, you know, it was the magical memory. I was talking about the art of memory and then the connection between the art of memory and, like, um, Renaissance image magic and just sort of image magic in general and the role of the imagination in human thought and that sort of stuff. I, I mean, I got, like, pretty deep into it. And it's all material that I know so well that I actually spoke for an hour and a half before I, before I had, like, that feeling in my throat where I'm like, my voice is going out. And I was thinking, that's weird. That doesn't usually happen until I've been speaking for 45 minutes and I've got like two slides left. But turns out... It's a good sign. You know you know the material. You're a master. Or I'm a rambler. Yeah. And I say um a lot in a way that really damages my vocal cords. Um, vocal <laughs> fry. Um, vocal fry. Um. <laughs> should learn how to do the throat singing um. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it went really well. So even after... Oh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Even, even after the hour and a half, uh, there was still a lot of really good questions. So I feel like it went well. Good. Yeah. Questions from them or questions from you? Questions from them. Okay. I'm curious. I wish I could have gone because I'd love to see the OTO experience of Portland versus the OTO experience in Oklahoma City. Oh, it was absolutely not an OTO experience. There were like four OTO people there and like ten Mesas. Tons of Esoterica guys showed up. Uh, but Isaac showed up. Like, this isn't a Masonic podcast. <laughs> this isn't a Masonic podcast. But, <laughs> but man, there are a lot of weird masons in the city. Um, yeah, so it was it was very much a uh, it was a very mixed crowd. Huh. But but not a whole lot of OTO guys. Thank you. Can I look at the red ale cheese dip? Can you get a chance? And Nate, do you want a beer? Uh, what's your seasonal right now? There's three of them. Four. Belgian Pale, IPA, Old Tavern Mouse, Springbok. Uh, I think I'll do the full. The. Actually, out of that right. Oh man, that's what I ordered. Did you see the Old Tavern Mouse is a Springbok? No, we have a Springbok as well. Oh, is that like a Mybox style? Um, it is a lager. Can I get a taste of it to come back? Sure. Thanks. Um, I'll do the Lompocker. You say the Maybach? 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 Like the car? (laughs) Dude, dude, (laughs) get your mind out of the oil wells. (laughs) No, Maybach is a a style of lager that is uh, kind of... Yeah, or bottled in May. They brew it in May and bottle it later. I feel like they... I feel like they take it out of fermentation. They take it out of storage in May and open it up then. Because Martins are brewed in March, but they're not released till September. Don't assume that Germans have logic. <laughs> but it, because <laughs> that's I feel, the only group I can assume. <laughs> I feel like uh, you always see my box in the spring. Don't you? I don't know. Uh, at least it's when I look for them. I, I don't know. I, uh, but it's a it's a style of Bach, so like a really strong lager. But okay. they're clear, kind of sweet and crisp, and um, 
amongst the most delightful of all beers, which I probably say about every style, don't I? I probably... What are you drinking, Amy? The Hellas. How is it? It's good. I'm try it. Yeah. Can you talk about it at all? Um, no. You can't even say what color it is, or... It's, um, beer colored. It's the color of beer, Eric. It is a, um, <laughs> a Trump golden showerish kind of Russian, Russian party color. And, uh, Thank you. Thank you. Slightly Chris, dehydrated. Slightly dehydrated. Slightly dehydrated Russian prostitute. Here. <laughs> Clear. But how does it taste? Filtered. It's crisp and clean and um, not hoppy. Yeah. How I like it. Because I know that your beer taste buds have been changing. I know that you drink IPAs now, for instance. She's always had a really good beer palette out. She's always been into sours before most people were into sours. Yeah. Yeah. So you think, is Hellas the next big thing? No. I feel excited about that. I love Hellas. It tastes like the average German style. I would love if Hellas became the next big thing, but... Hellas, yeah. Cheesy. Would you like to try it? And maybe you can describe it better than I can. Ooh, that thing is awesome. I'm having one of those next. It's a Bach. Or whatever the heck it was. Yeah. It was, it was delicious. Well, he, he described it so passionately that I, you know, <laughs> I wasn't sure. The spring bok. But I was thinking, I didn't hear the minute he said that. spring bok, I thought about the animal. Like the spring bok, which is like the African antelope thing. Spring bok? Sure. Yeah, all no? the plants are just living all over Amy. Yeah. She's got f- tree That's flowers. Yeah. It's, it's my, it's my new bush practice. Medicarianism. <laughs> yeah, medicarianism is all about like getting plants to rub on Amy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which Bonus. Is <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but, if, you stand, but if you stand next to her, you'll get hay fever. <laughs> <laughs> you guys carry on about it. I'm sorry that we turned oh. you into our guest. No, it's okay. Right. I just figured I would be a very boring guest. We'll talk about something exciting. What's the weirdest thing you've ever done? Oh, my. The weirdest thing I have ever done. Um, just, like, overall, like, the when I tell people uh-huh. the story, they look at me like I'm crazy. But Married Mad Anthony. Yes, that's number one. <laughs> um, I, for a while... Thought I was going to get into funeral services. So my yeah. degree is in um, a form of social work, uh-huh. and I thought you know I had a focus on death and dying. So uh-huh. I wanted to work with families who were in grief, and mm-hmm. I thought I'm going to start my own funeral business because I wanted people to have alternative burial choices other than just embalming and putting you in the ground. I wanted to have like revolutionize the uh, funeral business. Mm-hmm. And so um, I knew I had to get some experience, so I did just an unpaid, you know, had a friend who worked in the, in the business and did like an internship with her where I went on call with her. She was a body snatcher, essentially. So um, I... Wait, like up, illegal body snatching? No, perfectly Aww. legal, which is much less fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, so I, we would go retrieve bodies from crime scenes and hospitals and... Uh, stuff like that and so I assisted with embalming and I assisted uh-huh. with cleaning dead bodies and gluing eyelids and shampooing dead hair and um, so describe the embalming process like you described it to me one time <laughs> in a yes. way which made me never want to be embalmed yeah, yeah. and I, I always say like I really was indifferent to um, 
embalming. I mean, you know, raised where we are, hardly anybody ever cremated. You know, in our religion, we were raised in everyone had the open casket and you know uh-huh. all that viewing and stuff. As much makeup as possible. Absolutely. You can't be raised for the, abs- the rapture if you're ashes. Right. They they truly believe that your body will not rise to meet Jesus if you are cremated. And my parents. But hold on a second. Do you have to keep your body then? So. Yeah. What happens if you rot? Never knew that embalming wasn't invented until the 1860s. Well, never mind that, you know, somebody could uh, die in a house fire, but be a, you know, God-fearing Christian, and they would be screwed out of their resurrection. Did you ever think about that? Oh, I thought about it all the time. And what did you, what did you, did you ever ask your pastor or anything? No, no. Um, you know, I, I asked my mom. You don't do that, Eric. You don't question. You don't ask questions. Question, why would trust, you know? Trust, trust, trust and obey. Trust and obey. There's no, no other, other way, way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Wait. That's a hymn. What? That's a hymn. That's what we were Are you kidding? Yeah. You don't question. That is perverted. We'll get you there That's soon. really like, that's really a hymn. <laughs> yeah. That's really a hymn, yeah. And you felt okay with that? Well, we were raised to believe it was okay. What would be, you know, there's no alternative. Yeah. How, trust and obey. How does trust and obey go? Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Don't read so many. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a pat on the back. That's sweet. It's like I'm, that's a. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that you had to grow up with. Yeah, that. yeah. That's oh, that, we could do a podcast just solely on my upbringing. But, that's um, horrifying, satanic. Yeah. Child abuse. I completely yeah. agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Christianity is child sacrifice. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, God impregnated Luckle. a thirteen-year-old girl to have Jesus. So, but nobody. Yeah, but it was like legal. It was totally fine. <laughs> it was. Uh, what's was that word? Mary only thirteen? Yeah. Does it say Mary that in the Bible? Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mary was thirteen. God really needs to go to that sexual harassment seminar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I mean, is it legitimate rape when it's the creator? I don't know. Well, probably not because he would have, if it was the creator and if he was omnipotent, he could have just made her have consent. Right? Like, free will, if free will is an illusion, her consent would have been, like, pre-planned, you know? Right. I just figured God creation. didn't need consent. He's God. He does what he wants, right? So. Yeah, but that's fucked up. I mean, that God would be an asshole. Yeah, but the, the well, we all know that God's not an asshole. He's a loving, <laughs> unconditional loving God that only gives children. And that system answer. promotes libertarian free will, so that doesn't really fall. Either. Libertarian free will. That's that's just a myth. Libertarians. Libertarianism is a way for like. I don't mean political libertarian. <laughs> oh. Libertarian free will. Oh. Sort of like that there is actual free will. That you, you're completely independent of your own thoughts and actions. Yeah, I don't know. Free will is a hard one. I don't, I don't know if anybody should have free will. Yeah. None of us do. Unless they're, it's not real. Unless they're like leaders of countries. Definitely not Mary. Mary did not deserve free will. She deserved. No. She deserved child rape. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty normal back then, though, wasn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, if you want honestly, to it was up until hundred years ago. My yeah. great grandmother married at thirteen. Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine? Oh, side note: Logan County, America. Make us this, proud. There's this mechanic that, that I knew. I worked at a convenience store. Long story short, he wanted to go fishing, and he, he rang. He talked my boss into letting me leave to go with him. Uh-huh. So we went to go fishing at this Logan County white trash pond. 
next thing we know, we're impregnating a 13-year-old. Some of that was going on. We, we went to his friend's house that was by the pond, walk in, and there's like this, like, she had to be 12 or 13, I don't know. And, uh, and there's an older guy there, you know, and it's my friend's friend. He's probably like 45 or 50. They're, the walls from floor to ceiling were covered with, uh, they had aquariums uh-huh. filled with snakes. Oh, God. Classy. And, and were they Pentecostals? And rats. <laughs> what? To feed the snakes. Nope. And we, we leave, and the place smelled terrible. Like, yeah. like really? expect it. Yeah. <laughs> like, snake, like, so. like snake shit. Like an abund- overabundance of snake yeah. shit. So we walk out, we leave, and I was like, that place was weird and crazy. And he's like, it's... <laughs> Larry, the guy. Yeah, boy. That's some weird stuff going on over there. That uh, that girl. That's not his daughter. That's his wife. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. Apparently, the parents like signed off on it. And, you know, it was a legal marriage or something. Jeez. Unbelievable. That's crazy. Oh, Logan County, America. You guys You're paint. Welcome. A picture of Oklahoma that is almost as terrifying as the, the picture that the new, like, the, no, I mean, you you read news stories about Oklahoma and you're always sort of like, how the hell are they, how are they electing these people? But then, the story, because I mean, you guys aren't, are you, were you from a small town? Yeah, we grew up together. Well, it was great for Oklahoma, is that Florida? Wait, are you guys related? Yes. <laughs> Wait, really? Mm-hmm. We found out uh, like distant, distant, distant. Oh, distant. Well, everybody's distantly. Right? Like, so we haven't had children. Like second yeah. cousins. Basically. She's still coming out with three vaginas. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's good enough for a kangaroo. It's well, good enough for Anthony. That's what Anthony. I say. <laughs> good enough for Anthony, girl. <laughs> Did you have to change your name? No. Go see yourself. From Anthony to Anthony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I, my favorite Oklahoma story is... Um, a oh, judge, judge from our hometown got caught using a penis pump during oh, yeah. trials. Oh. So you would hear... Psh, 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 Wait, did psh, I hear psh. about this? I think oh, I read, read it. Yeah, you got to yeah. Google it. <laughs> if you haven't read right. it. Ooh, thank you. Ooh. Hey, you can get to tell the penis pump story. <laughs> no, you can still tell them there. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm going to... I would tell you the best Mexican restaurant in Portland, but we're being recorded. So. Ooh. Thank you. <laughs> I can't divulge it. It's okay, we want to hear the penis pump story. Santeria is my favorite. Santeria is pretty good. It's not the best. So, mm. this judge is using a penis pump to completion Publishing. during trials. Wait, what do you mean completion? Do penis pumps well, get see, used off? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's not, it wasn't an enlargement. I don't think it was like a masturbatory pump. It was a ma- that I didn't. I didn't know, know that, that was a thing. thing. I didn't either. And right. it may not be, but that's wh- how he was using it. They all called it a penis pump. I think it's probably because it was a Mark even it was knew what a penis a pump was. Probably, probably was a flashlight. <laughs> but they found semen in his trash can that was sat under his chain, like under his. What do you call that? Oh, they got the full CSI team on it. And he was actually caught shaving his balls during a trial too. Wow, mm-hmm. that's how much he cared. He gave no fucks. <laughs> oh, can I say fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We are talking. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, He's that's like probably my favorite hometown story. That, is that awesome. might be my favorite hometown story. You should story Google too. it. There's a lot more. <laughs> like, um, what's that website that always posted case files? Uh, smokinggun.com. Oh, yeah. He's on there. 
I wonder. Uh, I wonder how many judges out. there. And his son was in our. Was he in our crew? Mm-hmm. We grew up with his son. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how many judges out there right now are, are fondling themselves and doing strange things during trials. We just don't know it. Fidget spinners on their wieners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the sad thing is, it was really embarrassing for his family because I mean, he had three boys uh-huh. and a wife that you know. I mean, I call it the the housewives of Creek County. And it's like all, my mom and all of our friends' moms that didn't work and all hung out together. His mom was part of that group, and she kind of got ostracized from it because of you know, really? the shame he brought upon. So, all right, so did all of you guys, uh, so you guys in your small town, was everybody in the same church? Was it all the same denomination? No, there were no. there were differences. Like, and were they the all main, We were the main group. And what was the your ba- church called? The First Baptist Church of Sepulpa. Was it Southern Baptist? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wait, are all Southern Baptists like that? Yeah. Yeah. Or all of them? Yeah. I, like I think it gets the worse, the smaller the town, the more nut job no, the more find. The more like words those... you have in the title of the church, the more nutty it gets. Like First Church on the Rock of Zion, such and yeah. such or something, the crazier it gets. So, so uh, Nate, what was the church that you grew up in? Uh, Broadway Baptist Church. So were they also part of the Southern Baptist? They were initially. Yeah. Umbrella? Yep. They Are were part of the Southern uh, Baptist Convention. From Oregon? No, I'm from Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri. Oh. Nate was a faith healer. You know all about it. He, sister a, he was a child faith healer. I'm probably Rockers. Rockers. <laughs> That's God, exciting. God also, also abused Nate. Mm. <laughs> I wasn't 13 at the time. Well. You didn't give consent to being a faith healer. No. And Joey, you grew up in a church too. Not really. Okay, so you were... But, like, I I grew up around the church. Church so, adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys were kind of just, like, homeless around the church building? Yeah. And you just kind of... No, we didn't... Like, we'd go to church sometimes, but it was always, like, other families that would take you, and then... Um, but I, Did you... I, I would go to a Catholic church sometimes. Okay. Did you ever go to the Osage Church, though, or...? Mm. Sure didn't. Yeah, I only went to church sometimes too. It was every single Sunday. Yeah. And then every Wednesday. other day of the week that the church was open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only when the doors were open. Only when the doors Sunday were open. Sunday morning, yeah. Sunday night, yeah. Wednesday night. <laughs> and in between Sunday morning and Sunday night, I had to pass out tracks at the mall. Yeah. And witness Wait, to like my chick friends. Tracks? Yes. Something? Witness to your friends? Are you kidding? By the time I was, uh, I think I was 16 when we determined that I had been to church more than any of the pastors in the church. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is bizarre. Like I, um, I didn't, uh, I, mean, I didn't grow up in it, but I tried really hard to be a good Christian. Uh, like, and what did that involve? That for you. It, it actually, <laughs> actually, you know, it wasn't bad because I was, I was a really heavy drinker and partied constantly because I was in my early twenties. Yeah, just like a church person. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> no, but I, I got me out of it. it was like this discipline, of just like. I'm not going to do it because I'm going to live this other life. Not know? this one. Shame. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, I see what you're saying, but honestly it was. That's what kept me from going off the rails, shooting up heroin, was the shame of my religious upbringing. Wait, yeah. is it easy to find heroin in Oklahoma? No, but I always wanted to do it. Well, there's but. meth. I mean, oh, yeah, there's, yeah. our, our high school had a daycare in it because there were so many girls that had babies that if they didn't find They made it a class. You could take early childhood development in high school, and it was all the girls that had babies just watch their kids for 90 minutes. 
Huh. That's what you get when you mix strict religion with meth. You get <laughs> It saves you guys on having to buy lots of bags of flour. True. Or any eggs. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, when you have that. Did everybody do that? You just had the real thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You just had the real thing? They just gave everybody a real baby. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, don't kill it. This time. This time. Good times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the Oklahoma haters. Club. No, the shame really did. As much as shame is bad, it really did keep me. Shame is very controlling. You know, I was just telling someone the other day about promise rings. It was another friend of mine that was oh, not were brought up in oh, church. Yeah. Yeah. And we I was had telling her about promise rings, and she ha she was blown away. She was like, I can't believe that a, an adult human being would think that that was okay. Because when we were 16. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it's like the dad gives it to his daughter. No, well, in Sunday school. Church, Wait, it was no, no, that's a totally different yeah. religion. Yeah. No, isn't there one where, like, the dad, the, the daughter wears some ring that the dad gives to promise that she's going to be, like, a virgin until marriage or something like that? There may be, but within our church, it was, we would all sign this purity pledge. The, I didn't think the they boys and the, the boys girls. We, I signed it. Either. Yeah. They, but then you guys had to wear a ring. Yeah. But we just signed this little thing. Yeah, they just got to sign something. We actually had to wear a ring on our, our ring finger. Uh-huh. Saying that you're so promised to Jesus, to Jesus until you were until married we to your husband. Husbands. So any yeah. sexual relations between you and a human man would be cheating on Jesus. Yeah. It would be adultery <laughs> upon Jesus, yeah. the highest form of betrayal and blasphemy. Well, we all know. We all to know let a boy touch Jesus you. If, Except for God. God, God I mean, God can. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus can touch you as much as he wants. Absolutely. So did you cheat on Jesus? A little bit. No comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> he cheated on you, so. Right? Yeah. He was married to all those other bitches. I know. <laughs> I told him I saw I know. What the hell is... That's not fair. Such a man's Sajinous. world, yeah. you know? <laughs> the cult of Jesus. Mm -hmm. i got to start my own cult. You guys want to help me? I would totally be in. No. I've been wanting you know, to start listening a new cult to, lately. After listening to these stories, I feel like... Um, I feel like you should have to get an organized religion license. You should wait until you're the age majority, and that's the only point at which you can go to church involved in organized religion before then you're not old enough to make organized religion choices on your own well, and nobody can make those choices for you then the whole yeah, world I wish would that, be oh, things would have been so much better people would be doing what they wanted making their own decisions can't happen well, I mean it's child indoctrination it's mm -hmm. fucked up and weird mm -hmm. it is so is elementary school. You've got a busted <laughs> OS for life after that. I know. Well, I mean, it's. It, I, I think that people who don't live in who don't live in the Bible Belt. I mean, I feel like I grew up in a really religious town, but it, it wasn't that crazy. You know, there were Mormons and stuff, and people who went to church, and some. There were biblical literalists, but they got made fun of and stuff. I mean, it was not. Uh, it was not like what you guys are describing. I used to wear a shirt. It mm -hmm. said, it's, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> I also had one that said, um, it's, yeah, the Big Bang Theory. God said bang. Bang in the head. Yeah. I had that same shirt <laughs> as well. These smart ass, stupid little Christian I just showed you. Shirts. Yeah. I just Science station from the Learn Institute. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I blinded you without science. 
How about the power team? Did you guys ever go see the oh, power yeah. team? Oh, yeah. So the power team. What's the power team? What's the power team? There were these... <laughs> it was a Christian weightlifting group where they would get together, they'd get on stage and, like, rip phone Internet, books I apart. Internet, I wish you could see the look on Nate's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have the power team. <laughs> they, these weightlifters, that would, that they would rip, lift, or rip phone books apart, smash cinder blocks with their forehead, break bend, bats bend, with their necks, bend iron and then what? And the power of Jesus. Yeah. So like you would, you would, name. yeah. <laughs> it's the only way they were able to do that. It's interesting because uh, when I was younger, I was in a dojo for judo, and we had uh, Zen practitioners who came and did that exact same thing. <laughs> but they did like really intense stuff, like chopping the tops off of like big uh, bottles of whiskey with their hands, bare hands. And then they put like spikes through their forearms and put five gallon buckets of water from these these hooks that were hanging from their arms, like through their arms, and then walked across eggs. But not like with the the pallet on top of the eggs, like literally like the eggs. Huh. You know what? Just Nate, like laid out. That in reality that was that was just a trick of Satan to throw it Right. <laughs> like that course off. Like no, dinosaurs. Like dinosaurs. Yeah. Like dinosaur bones. Yeah, they were. There's, there's a T-shirt that debunks that. The what? The debunks the egg walking. <laughs> egg walking Zen practitioner. You just really gotta get your mind right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get back to Jesus. Did you ever do? Do you remember Juice for Jesus? Well, there's traveling. Well, a roommate. Remember Steve stuff? Uh-huh. Steve. There's a, a traveling yes. group of Jews for Jesus <laughs> that would write. Um, Praise songs about Jesus in Hebrew, mm-hmm. and would do uh, dances and stuff. Like they were Jews that had converted over to Christianity, and they but went on like a tour. That right. just kind of means Christians. Then. Right. Well, They're no longer Jews. Well, unless they, right. they. But they kept the old covenant. Yeah. yeah. So did they in the Bible? <laughs> Jesus did. Right. But Baptist still. Well, yeah, they kind of pick and choose what they want to follow. Shrimp, they ignore that whole haircuts. no bacon cheeseburger thing and no polyester blends. But when it comes to gays, they're big on that one rule. Yeah. And the tattoo one, they seem to be big on that one too. They like that one. They pick the one like she always pointed out. They pick the ones that they they're least likely to do themselves. Yeah. Wait, do so your churches? Your church hated tattoos. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, That's yeah. why my parents barely speak to me now. Oh, weird. Because I defamed the Holy Temple of God. It's faced, not defamed, defaced the Holy Temple of God. Yeah, with, with, with ink. Mm-hmm. And they don't even know about all of them. Like, like temples they, they don't have don't. paintings in them. Come on. Yeah. Like, this is just, just decorating chapel stuff. My Come on. What do your parents think of your tattoos? Oh, the thing is that my parents, they, well, my dad never bought into any of it. He was, he never really went. But my, uh, my mom, she's the one that made us go to church. I think she just did it because that's what she grew up with. She didn't. I don't think she uh-huh. sincerely believed it, and so she doesn't care at this point. She's, she's fine. Yeah, his mom smoked weed when she was here. Yeah, nice. And what about your folks? Are they still churchy? They, they are still churchy. They, they're more liberal, and they would. They're not Baptists anymore. They're Christians, but they're more of a liberal denomination. Do they have tattoos? No, they don't have tattoos. Um, I, I actually, when I started getting tattoos, it wasn't so bad. The, the first instance where it was really bad was when I pierced my ear. Mm. My mom actually cried about that. Oh. She cried? Yep. And I had to take it out. And, Did uh, Jesus say you couldn't pierce your ears? You can't defame, mark defame, your... Yeah. Let's go back to not, the temple. Yeah, you're not... It's part of that rule. Um, but my first tattoo that I got 
well, I wasn't really the first, but the first tattoo that my parents were aware of was my mom tattoo, uh-huh. and she was okay with them ever since. <laughs> She's like, oh, fine, you got one for me, it's cool. Wow. That's adorable. So, that's, disarm so that any one. any kids out there that are wanting to get tattooed, always get the mom heart first. No matter <laughs> what age you are, heart. you can do it at like 12, and they'll be fine with it. Yeah. Good Jesus advice. loves a mom tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we, we've got a... We're at almost 47 minutes. I think we... Plus the plus the 15 minutes we had before. I think we, we've If you get to 15 minutes, I'm totally the not The memento portion of the... Yeah, the memento portion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... So... Thanks for listening to Myochemical Bromance. You can find us online at myochemicalbromance.com or on Facebook. We're not on Facebook. We're not on Facebook? No, that's Never mind Joey's then. job, and he hasn't done it yet. I've been a huge It's slider. possible that by the time this episode airs, you'll be able to find us on Facebook. But you can find us on Stitcher <laughs> and on iTunes and on Anywhere, Google Music yeah. and on... Um, the Akashic Record. Uh, yeah, we, yes, are, Akashic uh, Record. we are firmly embedded within the Akashic Record. We were before we even recorded the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. In fact, the last episode that we will ever record is archived already, there, yeah. Yeah, it's already there. And we listen to it every once in a while and, and cry because of all of the horrible violence. But um, but it's okay. It's okay. okay. We, it was we, really cool of Mathers to show up for that last episode yeah, though yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know we don't know exactly where Nate got the chainsaw or will get the chainsaw will have gotten the chainsaw mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it has to have an extension cord anyway so I can't get too far all I know is that Joey <laughs> seems to be okay to not live with hands yeah <laughs> great I would, I would not be okay I use those hands in the, in the Seagull podcast we call him Stumpy <laughs> <laughs> okay all right. All right. Just remember, it's all bullshit. It's oh, wait. All... Hold on. We have to do the Joey's, oh, yeah. Joey's sign-off line. It's all bullshit. It's not your sign-off line. <laughs> Yahtzee. 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 Hare Krishna. I'm not going to